Here's another inspiring message from Northside Community Church, Sydney. Uh, in worship each week, g'day church, my name's Barry, uh, welcome and good to have you with us today. Uh, wherever you are, and I uh, just want to wave to my daughter, I said I would today. <laughs> hey, hey um, I just wanted to ask the question today, can you remember a time when you have just been absolutely awestruck by how small you are and how big the universe is. There's probably been a few moments in my life when that's happened, uh, but I wondered if there's been a moment like that for you. Uh, one of the times for me was my first time in a plane. Uh, I was in this plane and, and I just went, man, I'm so small and the world and the universe is so big. And I remember having the privilege once of being on a flight in a small 22-seater aeroplane flying over the Grand Canyon. Wow, that is an amazing experience. Uh, it was amazing for me because it just seemed to go on and on. I think it was a 45-minute flight and most of that time it was just going over the Grand Canyon. And I thought, this place is so massive, it's huge. And I was amazed at the, at the variety of the colours and the depth and the width and the, the breadth of just the Grand Canyon, which is just the small part of our Earth and our earth is just a small part of our whole universe. It's just incredible. I was amazed at the power of God in that. It really blew my mind. And uh, I wondered also today whether you've had your mind blown when you've asked the big questions of life. Some of the big questions of life are, where did I come from? Who am I? What's the meaning of life? Does my life matter? What's the purpose of life? What's the point of life? And where am I going? These are big philosophical questions. They're big, important questions that we all need to ask. And we're in this mini-series in the book of Colossians for just a few weeks. And it's really fascinating that all of those questions get answered in this small book. And that's why I've encouraged people to read this four-chapter book. Uh, Christians believe that life works better when it revolves around Jesus. We know that all of us have lives that revolve around something but Christians believe that it's better when life revolves around Jesus. And so today I want to speak on the topic of Jesus being at the centre of our lives. We're taking a look at this little letter, the book of Colossians. It's actually a letter written in lockdown. There's actually four letters written in lockdown uh, by the Apostle Paul. When he was in prison in lockdown, he was restricted. He couldn't see his friends. He couldn't he couldn't email them, he couldn't Zoom them, he couldn't text them, he couldn't post on social media, he couldn't visit them. He was in Rome in prison under house arrest and he longed to be with these different church families that he'd been involved with. So he writes these letters from lockdown and Colossians is one of them. He wants to get a message out and so he does. And in the letter of Colossians, he answers the big questions of life. And so let's just have a small look, a look at a small passage of Colossians chapter 1. Uh, we're going to look at verses 15 to 20. Let's have a look at that now. He, that is Jesus Christ, is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things were created by him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. And he is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, 
so that in everything he might have the supremacy. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. You know, there are lots of big questions to ask in life and some of the other big questions to ask in life is, who is God? What is he like? And what's the big deal with Jesus? Why is there so much focus on him? And last week, you will remember that Sam, in this beginning of this series, uh, summarised the scriptures in a short phrase. There is a God and it's not you. And you might remember that. And I just want to just add a little bit to that. And that is this, there is a God. Jesus is that God. He loves you and he wants you. And I just want us to understand that that's the message of the scriptures today. And so what we're going to look at is we're going to see that Jesus isn't just an historical person after whom our whole dating system is based, you know, BC and AD. He's not just the one who, um, you know, we, we base our holidays around at Christmas and Easter. I mean, Jesus was so influential in our world that, you know, the whole dating system is based on him. Our calendar, our holidays are based around him. He's not just a great teacher or a healer or a miracle worker. He's much more than that. Who is Jesus? Well, and why is it such a big deal? Well, let's have a look at that today. Because Jesus Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. It's really important that we understand that. In so many ways today, we're going to look at some of the Christian basic beliefs. But before anything was created, Jesus existed. Doesn't that blow your mind a bit? Before anything was ever made, Jesus was there. He always has been, always is, and always will be God. He is the sovereign Lord of all. Jesus is the exact representation of God's being. In Colossians chapter 2, verse 9, uh, it says, For in Christ all the fullness of the deity, that's God, for in Christ all the fullness of God dwells in bodily form. You see, the full nature of who God is permanently dwells in Jesus. Jesus Christ reveals God to us. He shows us who God is. So what, so what does that mean? What does that mean for you and I as we're watching online? You know, we hear this and we hear this about Jesus. What does it mean? Well, here's what it means. If Jesus is in fact God, then our only appropriate response to him is to surrender to him as our God as our number one, as the one who directs and leads and guides and is the centre of our life. Someone once said this, if Jesus Christ be God and died for me, then no sacrifice can be too great for me to make for him. So the most appropriate response to us recognising that Jesus is the visible image of the invisible God is to surrender to him as Lord and let him be the supreme one in our life. One of the other big questions that people ask is where did we come from? And uh, we find the answer to this in Colossians 1 verse 16 where it says, for by him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible 
and invisible. So my next point for us to recognise today is Jesus Christ is the creator of everything, including people. Jesus Christ created everything. You know, I am pretty amazed. I haven't been in it yet, and some of you have, but we're pretty amazed by the design and origins and the shape of our opera house. And we've also got, to get to the opera house from the North Shore, you've got to go through the coat hanger, don't you? Our, our Sydney Harbour Bridge is an incredible, strong, powerful structure that once had a designer, an originator and a team of people to construct that bridge. Why is it that people are so creative? Why is it that there is within us, within who we are as human beings, this desire to construct and build and create and design. Why is that? It's because we are created in the image of God who is ultimately our ultimate creator. He's the one who designed us and Jesus designed us. Jesus is the originating centre of creation. So think about this. Jesus created air and animals, gardens and galaxies, He created for this world harbours and hills. He created mountains and moons, plants, people and planets, the sun and the stars. Jesus created all of that. Just stop for a minute and ponder that. Jesus created all of that. You know, last week we learnt about washing machines. And how did you go this last week when you did your washing? When you did the washing and maybe for you, I don't know what your washing machine is, but guess whose mum has a whirlpool? It was one of the famous sayings many years ago. And we are familiar that uh, it's so important that we live lives that are centred and that our life doesn't become too wobbly and that Jesus is at the centre. But there's also uh, not just whirlpool washing machines, there's actually a galaxy called the Whirlpool Galaxy. This galaxy uh, is actually 23 million light years away from Earth. What does that mean? It's a long, long, long way away. It's a long way. And about 10 years ago or so, Louis Giglio, who uh, is a communicator, a preacher, uh, he communicated a discovery made by the Hubble Telescope. He took a, the Hubble telescope uh, took a number of photos many years ago and took a photo in the very core of the Whirlpool Galaxy. And it sent back this image to NASA. And some of you have seen this in Louis, Gig, Louis Giglio's videos, but it's the sign of the cross. It's uh, the X structure. It's called the X structure and it's at the core of the Whirlpool Galaxy. And why does Louis do this? He does this in a sermon much better that I could preach today, but I want to encourage you, if you want to have a look at it, go online and check it out. But here's the thing. No matter where you go, you cannot escape the cross. No matter where you go in life, you cannot escape the cross, the empty cross, which represents the fact that Jesus died, was buried and rose again. You can't escape Jesus. You can't escape his love. Wherever you go, the sign of the cross is there. Jesus is our designer, he's our inventor, he's our creator, and he is everywhere. 
Another big question that people ask today is, what is the purpose of life? What's the point of our existence? Why are we actually here? Well, we find the answer to that also in Colossians chapter 1, verse 16. The second part says this, All things were created by Jesus and all things were created for Jesus. Love that. For those of you who play soccer when you can play soccer and be with a team of people, when you play that game, the the aim of the game of soccer is to get that ball as a team and get that ball into that goal. Or for those of you who love playing basketball, your goal when you play basketball, one of our neighbours plays basketball, little Kai, doing very well at his three-pointers at the moment. But what the, ga- the aim of the game of basketball is, as a team, do whatever you can and get that ball through the hoop, through the goal. But what about our life? What is the aim and goal and purpose and reason for our existence? It is to live for Jesus to please Him, first and foremost, to live a life that is centred on Him, that He is our actual goal. So if you're breathing right now, hey, I think you're breathing. If you're breathing right now, your purpose is to live for Jesus. That's your purpose. That's why you're here. The reason you exist, your goal is to know Jesus, to love Jesus, and to serve Jesus in all that you do. And Colossians talks about that a little bit later on. You can have a look at that in Colossians 3. But you were created by Jesus and you were created for Jesus and your life is to revolve around Jesus because he is what life is all about. Another one of the big questions that people ask today is, uh, does my life matter? Is my life important? Well, Colossians 1 verse 17 answers that too. It says this, Jesus Christ is before all things and in him all things hold together. So what's the point of this? Jesus Christ is the sustainer of everything, including people. Jesus is the sustainer. Some people think that God is like this divine watchmaker who created a watch and uh, just puts it into motion. And they think that the world is a bit like that, that, you know, God maybe just, he was involved in creation maybe and set it all up, but then he's not intimately involved at all. But that's not true. God is actually intimately involved in our lives today. He knows what's going on. Do you think that anything that's happened in the last couple of years has been a surprise to God? No. Nothing that happens in this world today Nothing that happens in this world today is a surprise to Jesus. He knows exactly what's going on. And this is what the Christian faith is about. It's about recognising that Jesus is God in the flesh, that he is Lord, and that he knows all that's happening. Uh, I, I think that's pretty awesome. Louis Giglio also, in another talk, talks about the molecule called laminin. Some of you have heard about laminin, and for those of you who are in the medical field, you'll you'll probably be familiar with this. But let me explain it, because I'm not a doctor. But uh, laminin is a glycoprotein that is a component of connective tissue basement membrane that promotes cell cohesion. What does that mean? Well, in English, it means that laminin is like glue that holds our cells together. Laminin is a microscopic in size. It's so small. It's a, it's a microscopic protein that holds the body cells together. And here's what it looks like. Here's a picture of what it looks like. 
And you might notice that, uh, as Louis Giglio points out, that it's, it's the shape of a cross. Now, uh, when scientists draw this, uh, the drawing that they draw of this microscopic um, uh, laminin looks like this. That's what they draw. And what I, wanna, what I want us to see today, and this isn't my idea, but it, it is this, that in your body are millions and millions and millions of crosses. X structure types that hold your body together. Now, this doesn't prove the existence of God, but I do want to say this, and it's very clear that throughout, if you go out to the furthest galaxy and you go into the most smallest part of who you are, and when you look at history and look at the, what is the centre of history, what is there, everywhere you go, there is a cross. And it points to the reality of Jesus being at the centre of everything, that he holds everything together. We are created by Jesus and we are created for Jesus and his mark is in everything and on everything. Last big question is this, what is God like? We find the answer in Colossians 1, 19 to 20, which says this, for God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him and through him, to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Here's my last point for this morning, and that is this. Jesus embodies that God is with us and that God is for us. God is for us. You see, God took great pleasure in Jesus and through him that we have peace with God. Our world might say to us, everything you need for life is in stuff or others or property or possessions or fame or fortune and all those other things. Jesus comes and he says, everything you need for life is in me. I am all sufficient I am the supreme one. I am what life is about, Jesus says. I came to earth. I love you. I died on a cross for you. I want you to know God personally. So what does your life revolve around? Does it revolve around Jesus? Because the only one to live for is Jesus. And before I invite you to share in communion today, I want us just to take some time as uh, the team sing a verse and a chorus of a song uh, called Only Jesus. I want us to think about what are the things that you need to stop living for? What are the things that are living? That, that's, there may be some things that you're living for that in your heart and in your mind are bigger than Jesus. And I invite you to stop living for those things and to live with Jesus at the centre of your life. For more info and all the latest Northside news and events, visit northsidechurch.org.au or download our app today.